Welcome to the Club Club Podcast. I'm James Alvarado. I take out the trash at the Hard Audio Cables offices. I'm joined by Patrick and Hannah in Boston. Hannah is the face of Hard Audio Cables. And Zachary is here in Texas with me, though not in the same room. That'd be weird, huh? A little, these times. a little weird. A little weird. Uh, how you guys doing? Doing good. Glad to be here. So tonight we are covering the EP titled Applause, Cheer, Boo, Hiss from Canadian band Land of Talk. It was released in 2006 on Canadian label Dependent Music. This was the band's first release and was followed by four full-length albums stretching over the next 14 years, the most recent being released a few months ago. And Pitchfork gave it a 7.5, so keep that in mind with your comments tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh, we don't want to upset Pitchfork. That's right. Yeah. I did, um, you know, I, I had been listening to it and I always try to like do it in a vacuum and not look up the band, mm -hmm. but then today when I got home from work, I, I Googled, checked out the Wikipedia Yeah. and saw that there was a, a good Pitchfork score on there. You so felt validated. I would have probably guessed around there. What was the Pitchfork yeah. score again? 7.5. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's, it's a decent score. I mean, I think if it came out now, maybe it wouldn't get that high. But when you look at the... Yeah, I think it might get higher. Era. Higher. I don't know. It's pretty bold. I would, if I was going to get, get into it later, but I think this band kind of, for whatever reason, didn't totally get their due when this album came out, like back in their original era. Mm -hmm. And now that they're active again, I think they're getting more recognition and more sort of, I don't know, people making up for like, oh yeah, this band was... Uh, was really good back in the day but we didn't talk about them that much mm -hmm. yeah so hannah how did you come into contact with this band yeah so i think i first heard them in college i think patrick actually probably introduced me to them um so yeah i just kind of listened to them casually like basically this ep and summer lakes mostly um I was listening to them in 2010, but I didn't actually listen to Cloak and Cipher until like years later. Yeah. So I feel like that was kind of my introduction to them. And I've definitely listened to them more in the past like three years than I did back in the day. I was surprised that it may have come from Patrick. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. This is not mm -hmm. a band I thought Patrick would be into, but I'm now surprised. Yeah. I saw them. Uh, open for broken social scene. Oh. Uh, that makes sense. I liked them from that. They're both Canadian bands, obviously. And Elizabeth Powell, the singer and songwriter of Land of Talk, was also like performing with Broken Social Scene when they played. You know, they're kind of a loose collective at sort of at times. They have a core group, mm -hmm. but rotating group of folks that contribute. So she was yeah. one of them at the time, I think. But Did you really see them cool. in Atlanta, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so that's actually the band I was thinking of a lot when I heard this album. I kept thinking that even like the way it was mixed sounded kind of broken social scene. Yeah. And like the it, it's like both bands kind of their style is like they've never turned one of their uh guitar pedals all the way up. Like everything is just kind of like moderate. Does that make sense? Like um kind of. I mean yeah. it's that like indie rock yeah, yeah, like, like when they're overdriven, they're not like super crunchy, you know. Like they're just kind of, just kind of there. It's not like new metal, like last. Well, week, yeah, but... yeah, that's what I'm. <laughs> they're not tuned down to B. 
She I think this needs... album, though, actually has a pretty punky energy or it's like indie rock, but with a pretty like uh, aggressive mindset. That's what I was going to say about it. Is, yeah. uh, the more I listen to it, the more I realize how aggressive of an album it is mm-hmm. from a guitar standpoint, especially. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wasn't expecting I... that first track. Not even knowing too much about this band, I kind of, I was like, oh, it's a Saddle Creek band. And then. <laughs> that was another thing is uh, when I went and checked the Wikipedia today, I saw that they were, you know, in the Saddle Creek um orbit and yep. i thought that made sense it's cool and there's yeah. like one song that reminds me of hop along a little bit which one um was the, it uh, it's, Max? Ma- it's magnetic hill other than that i sort of feel like the guitars sound like they're influenced heavily by sonic youth and stuff like that yep yeah and I like it a lot. I really, really uh, enjoyed the guitar sound. And I was just like, who is the guitar player? Is it one person? Is it two? Because there's a lot of parts where there's like um, dubbed layering and har- harmonized mm-hmm. parts that I really like a lot too. When I saw the band, or I've seen them a couple times, I'm trying to remember, I think they've only ever just been a trio. Maybe there was a second guitarist when I saw him the first time, but I think in the studio, it's probably just the one guitarist who's also when, singing. And yeah, when I looked it up, it looked seemed like a trio t- to me as well. Yeah, I think like in more modern iterations, they you know have like a horn player and you know things like that. But <laughs> yeah, I think like at their core, a trio. Um, yeah, so I guess we could talk a little bit about that. So, Patrick, you saw them, like, back. What year was that? Like, 2009 or something? It must have been some time around then, yeah. 2009, yeah. And then, so I've seen them twice, I think. Patrick and I saw them open for American football, like, two or three years ago, which was kind of, like, back when they, because they, I guess, were kind of on a hiatus from, like, 2010 until 2017, and then... They kind of like released an album, started touring again. And so we saw them then. Must be nice. Yeah, must be nice. <laughs> yeah, what are concerts like? Yeah, non-existent currently. <laughs> right. Um, so, James. I, I um, remember when you... So this, it's hard to um, be completely objective about this because it's like when I listen to the songs it just reminds me of sitting in the back of the focus <laughs> driving around tyler you know yeah um it's definitely a sentimental band for our friendship yeah uh but i i remember checking it out a few years ago and i i listened to it and i'm like well that one song is my favorite song but the mm-hmm. rest of it is cool but i didn't get in, as into it and um now i'm listening to it, i'm like man what why i was missing it the whole time that's the whole point of the podcast right there exactly that's why we're here <laughs> i yeah i liked it a lot and it's like every listen i, I really um enjoyed it a lot so yeah. i am pretty high on it i don't know how you guys are feeling yeah i'm very high on it i mean i like this band Agreed. a lot um i like every song on this album there's not really a low point 
for me. Zach? Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Like, it's definitely, like, I think I would have liked it a lot more, like, if I heard it as it came out in that 2006, 2007 time frame. Um, Another band you weren't born yet. I was, yeah, I was just a, a wee little uh, a fetus, I guess. But uh, yeah, and another band that like it kind of reminded me of that I was really into in that time period was like Pretty Girls Make Graves, just kind of like a a good energetic indie band. Never Did you read the Pitchfork review? No. Okay, because that's like what the first throw... paragraph is about. That's hilarious. Jeez. It's like we're yeah. qualified to talk about music. I, good job, Zach. I legitimately was listening to this band in the car on the way home from work today, and I was like, it's like uh, Pretty Girls Make Graves with Hop Along and a little bit of Broken Social Scene. And we kind of hit all of that. So yeah. I guess there's no original thoughts. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's like all my friends I couldn't really get into. Oh, my God. What? What I, is wrong with you? That's wow. going to be all of our favorite songs except for Zach. <laughs> Zach. Maybe. I I knew it too. I knew it like I was listening to him. Like, <laughs> you knew Zach, Zach wasn't going to like it. This Zach is why we're is, not a, a band anymore, James. Zach is the heel on this podcast. <laughs> they have to be. Someone has to be the heel. To... I mean, that's honestly good though because otherwise it would just be the three of us like agreeing with each other. Yeah, but I like I legit, uh, I've never listened to Land of Talk and uh, they're that one of those bands that's on the ever-growing list of I, I've heard great things and want to check them out. So I'm, Mm-hmm. I'm very glad you picked this album. Um, so I'm afraid to listen to anything else by them. Like I saw that they put albums out, and they were you haven't listened my... to any of their other albums. No, it was I, always uh, on my list oh to my get God. to. I put then... on a couple of songs today, and I've really enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah, like listen to everything. So if it's good. They're, they're also recent... yeah, they're the type of band that if you like this, you you will like the rest of their stuff too. It's yeah. not like they're that's all I need to hear right there. That's perfect. Crazy doing anything too different on any other releases. I don't think. They're not yeah. going like the like Coldplay electro pop. <laughs> no, I feel like everything they put out has been very consistent. But I will say that I have only listened to their newest album that came out a few months ago. Um, once I listened to it like a week ago, kind of in preparation for this. But so we'll do that next week. <laughs> That's Patrick's pick. <laughs> but yeah, all the other ones. I mean, I've listened to a lot, and they're all very good. The one directly after this, you should definitely listen to. Okay. Omar Lakes. It's mm-hmm. very, very similar to this sonically, I, and uh, just like a full album's worth of material. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'll get three more it. songs also, won't uh, make me tired. The the Bon Iver guy produced the follow on album. Wow. Oh really? Okay. But that's uh, honestly, I'm not sure what <laughs> he really lent to it because it doesn't sound that different to <laughs> this EP, in my opinion. But Zach, what are he lent his name to? That name recognition. What was what was your question, James? You were about to say something. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't remember. I I had a, a random train of thought going, but it, I don't think it was important. So, so Bonnie Vera, household name now. Yeah, I know that's kind of crazy. Justin, Byrne. it is. It's good. It's good. Like he deserves it. I agree. Um, I don't really keep up with this music anymore. I mean, that's the epitome of the thing we were talking about last time, where it's like. I don't need to support him anymore. Yeah, that. (laughs) Yeah, good for him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, big things. (laughs) There's for Emma forever ago, and then the one after that, it's like Bonnie Bear, Bonnie Bear. That is one of my favorite records, possibly ever. It just sounds so good. It's just a great experience. And 
I mean, his follow-ups are really good too. It's just all the, quality yeah. as far as 2019 like album's pretty good. I'll say yeah. that. I just the I one wish- like kind of cute um, thing that I remember from one time that Patrick and I saw Land of Talk um, at Brighton Music Hall, which I said earlier. So I can't remember what happened exactly, but there's one of their newer songs that starts with just like this very groovy bass line. I can't remember which one it is right now. I think it's off of Life After Youth. Basically, like Elizabeth Powell's like tuning her guitar, you know, while like just the bass is playing and it's kind of this extended intro. And then she kind of starts like panicking and just like has everyone stop because I guess her tuner was like basically acting super weird and something about like the bass tone was basically like fucking up and like making it where like she could not tune her guitar at all. So it was just like, I don't know, you had to be there, but it was like this like very funny moment. And I feel like that's kind of like the epitome of her like stage presence. I don't know. Do you remember this it. at all, Patrick? Yeah. You remember that? Okay. <laughs> so, I appreciate Patrick's uh, answer. I don't, I'm not sure if Patrick knows what Brighton Hall is. Brighton Hall. <laughs> Patrick has um, never seen this band. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean can kind of lose track we're getting old no i think he was getting distracted because i'm looking at him while i talk and not speaking into the microphone oh i'm looking at the video and i can see that hannah's looking at me and i don't want her to do that (laughs) 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 gotta get out of your own heads over there guys i know um i felt like 2013 playing settlers at my apartment this would be on on the tv you know what i mean like i i yeah. this will this will get added to the hangout song it, it, uh it's like the kind of music that you feel cool for listening to as lame as that sounds but mm-hmm. yeah man pitchfork gave like, it a seven it's like great <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's, it's like great house music you know it's like the type of thing i would i would imagine hearing between bands loading and unloading definitely you know? it's just cool music um i watched their like KEXP performance on YouTube this morning. So if you guys haven't watched that, I would recommend it. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to click on that, but I was running out of time before the kids yeah. got home. Okay, uh, anyway. I did just pull up this Pitchfork review, and Pretty Girls Make Graves is in the first line of it. So I know that's why when you said that, I was like, hilarious. "Oh, Zach just skimmed the Pitchfork <laughs> review. That's that, all he's bringing." It's just cheating. <laughs> no, that's funny. Zach, what was your favorite song? If you didn't like. All my friends. Uh, I really liked Magnetic Hill. And Street Wheels. So, like, they kind of sandwiched that song where that All My Friends was a little bit of a drag for me. Wow. Interesting. I, yeah, I, don't, I can't imagine I don't know describing that song as a drag. But, really, you know. it's it's like that that hook. Just I guess I I didn't like it. That fucking around, figure it out. It hurts for me to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> what are the other things you guys like that I hate? Well, so my cute comment about this song was just going to be that, like, that's the only time I've ever, like, 
heard James say fuck is like in <laughs> reference to this song's chorus. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It happens. So the song is that good that it'll allow yeah. him to curse. You get a pass when you're singing songs, you know? It doesn't count. <laughs> I really like all my friends. I also really like Summer Special. I think Summer Special might be my favorite. Get those girls so young, so young, still piss their pants like the whole dogs made Yeah, so re-listening to it, I was kind of feeling that way too, that that song um, is really good. It, it feels cinematic to me, sort of. I don't know. Like I could hear it at the end as the credits roll on a girls episode on HBO. <laughs> um I like the lyrics about family, like three quarters of the way through that song. Family, something fixed, that's fine. You cannot never move away. Keep in touch with the listening. That or All My Friends are my, my two favorite songs as well. I really like uh, the lead track to Speak to Me Bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, I had that one on repeat a lot. And then I agree with you, Zach. Magnetic Hill is, I'd say, a high point. It's a jam. And that's basically every song. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to pick a song seven. that, like, I- I'm not even going to pick one that I felt like was, like, skippable or anything. I mean, it- it's all pretty solid. Um, that Speak to Me Bone song is just about misogyny, I guess, right? Yeah, that seemed to be the, uh, the the general gist of it. Girls are not a nail and you're not a hammer. Yeah, I like that line. I thought that that's a good song. There's a song by this uh, post-punk band out of New York called The Wall. And I wish I could remember this, the name of it. I uh, should have come more prepared. I feel like they could go on a playlist back-to-back. Just nice uh, songs about that sort of thing. I really liked the lyrics there. And uh, I didn't know what... Um, I kind of looked up the lyrics because I, I know what I'm hearing, but I don't know what is written or whatever yeah uh, and it's like says stop hitting on girls you like stop spitting on girls you love is mm-hmm. what i hear and i feel like that's pretty clever it's a pretty clever couple lines of uh lyrics is that what the lyric actually is um on genius it says that it says stop hitting on girls you love and stop spitting on girls you love but it, okay to me, it sounds pretty clear. Like she's saying like the first time and mm. love the second time. And it's getting pedantic, but I feel like that is cooler. Yeah. Because it's kind of like calling out, you know, the kind of people who just view girls as objects or something. And mm-hmm. when you do what you're doing to every woman you see, you're, you're spitting on the women you love, like your mother or your grandmother or, you know what I mean? Like, or daughter, mm-hmm. whatever. That's kind of the vibe I got. Whatever. I like her lyrics a lot in general. They're all, they're usually very kind of, they don't just come out and say exactly what the, the meaning is. They're kind of opaque. There's, you have to break it down a little bit. Yeah. So then I, I think I, she I does a good job at like routing her lyrics in an artistic way that makes it interesting to like listen to. I don't know. Yeah. I, I went and tried to like read the other songs and figure out a common theme or something, but. It was all pretty, you would have to sit with it a lot longer than what mm-hmm. I've been doing, you know? So I like that part of it a little stronger lyrically than the <laughs> last week's record. Yeah. And I think, I think 
the problem with the last with the Deftones is that sometimes you can be so vague in your lyrics, you're literally saying nothing. You you know, I reject mm-hmm. both sides of what I've been told that <laughs> that line. Uh, there's definitely a a fine line of like being vague for the sake of the meaning and not just being vague because you don't know what you're writing about. Right. Yeah, I, I think with this yeah. with Land of Talk, it feels like she is saying something very specific, but she's just saying it in a, like an abstract way that yeah, you're not quite sure exactly what she's getting at sometimes. But it feels like there's something <laughs> feels like there's it. meaning behind it. Yeah. yeah, I personally like that when bands it feels like there's a more specific meaning behind it. Um, like one time I read an interview with the National about one. They had that song about like I should live in salt or something like that, and he basically just said like, "Oh, it doesn't really mean anything. I just thought it sounded good, or it sounded like a line that would mean something or something like that." <laughs> and I don't know. That kind of was off-putting for me. So made the song worse. You never listen to them for again. you. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to connect to something like that when mm-hmm. you're when the artist straight up says it means nothing. Right. I feel like so going back to like these lyrics, like the ones that we're all saying we like, um, I it reminds me of like Alex G too. Like I feel like he's good at mm-hmm. coming up with like vague lyrics that do seem to have meaning, but it's like very shrouded. Oh man, I couldn't tell you a single line of lyrics from an Alex G song, but I can tell you like riffs or whatever, you know what I mean? I, I can't remember hearing what he's saying yeah. on any of his music. I need to go back and listen to that, I guess. Maybe we should do Alex G sometime, but yeah, we should. That would be Break a good down one. Some of his lyrics. Sometimes, one just a quick aside about Alex G. One thing that I like about his lyrics is sometimes he's opaque, and then sometimes he just comes out and hits it so straight on the nose, but in a way where you're still not quite sure about what he's talking about. But yeah, he's because like, or he just has a song where it's like it builds up to like saying something straight on the nose, like change that song mm-hmm. the lyrics i love that song the lyrics but anyway we can talk about alex g another time alex g dsu yeah. sometime so speaking of dsu that has a very memorable album cover and i did want to talk about the album art for this yeah i like the album art for this a lot and I, I didn't know if y'all knew of examples similar to it i was gonna say that's not my favorite album right <laughs> I, I like it like would never I don't pick it for like myself, it, but, but I I just think it's interesting. I like I it. It's, I, it's definitely a kind of a product of that time, though. Like that kind of art style. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to figure out. Like it is reminds it, me of an album cover, and I can't think of what it is. I thought you were, you were smiling, like, oh yeah, that Alex G cover actually is the same person, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I. Uh, I think Alex G's sister does all of the album art. Hmm. The sisters coming in clutch for album covers. So I don't think that she also did Land of Talk. <laughs> so the this Land of Talk EP and the album after it both have a sort of somewhat childlike album art, I would say. Um, this one is like kind of a line drawing. It's it's actually more complicated than what a child could do, but I think it still has a somewhat childlike appearance. Um, the yeah, way, and the next the one does too. It kind of like has sort of non-existent, and the one after this is like clearly colored with. Crayola markers or something, huh? Kind of has that vibe. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the albums after that one, they start to veer away from that. But I almost wonder if like I don't. Know, I feel like 
this album and the one after the album art isn't necessarily extremely eye-catching. Um, and I wonder if that is part of why they didn't catch on as much. I don't know. Album think art so? does sort of matter to some you think... degree for that kind oh, of thing. Yeah, but definitely. Like, and maybe more so back in that era. I don't know. But... Yeah, does it look good on a 4chan board? <laughs> Will it catch the eye I of 4chan I think this actually would look pretty good there, but... Um... <laughs> I, I mean, is this I, like I'm kind of bashing the album art right now? But it, I, I don't know, really I, I actually like dislike it, it um, that strong. I, I think it's fine. I just don't think it's like. I it, think it's for okay. me personally, it's not 100 percent in my way. Not winning any but. awards. Yeah, but is it like an album art that you would see and expect this kind of band to be behind? Because I yes, I think it fits. Yeah, okay. I thought that way too. Yeah. Someone describe the album art for our listeners. <laughs> Black background. Right. Picture square. <laughs> picture a square uh, it's like a green line drawing green. on a black green. background all right we find out james it's is blue. colorblind in uh, this episode of the it podcast comes off as green to me sorry guys Jeez. you probably have a weird pirated version yeah maybe it doesn't have the real art <laughs> it's Let's a see. Let's it's see. a blue line drawing of it looks like a castle yeah. And there's some With trees like some or something trees in, front in front of it. Of it. Yeah, it looks like palm trees. And, and flags it on the turrets. It says applause, cheer, boo, hiss in white text that looks hand-drawn. And then land of talk and a crossing with it also looks hand-drawn. Uh, in sort of both of those in like a skew, uh, a skew crossing pattern with each other. I don't know. Yeah. And then there's some circular outer bands drawn in blue and i'm looking it up again um it still looks green to me <laughs> green dude yeah checked. it looks like a seafoam green to me it's just like light blue it's definitely blue zach you agree that I, it's blue right i it is blue it's not in this just to clear up that it's not like a a time zone uh color difference like i'm in the same time zone and the color looks the same <laughs> jeez the color flushes backwards here, you know. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I'm I'm googling it right now. Maybe I I grabbed a alternative art or something. You got for, like the European because like I manually alternative is just pirated. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. This is light blue on it's, everything else I'm looking at. The version I have is definitely a different color. It's sea foam because the pirates are in the sea. <laughs> well. I feel like a jerk now. Maybe that's why you didn't think it was as good. I got the unique version of it. <laughs> that's it. You guys got the bad version of the album art. Yeah, Sorry, all, all my songs were in French, so. <laughs> I wanted to talk the again next album, about. There's a song in French. Oh, well, man, I, that's I feel like that Canadian thing, you know. I feel connected to this band because Canadian. for some reason. I. Oh, you're talking uh, about Land of Talk. I thought you were talking about yeah. next week's album. No, 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 no. no. Go on. I just, uh, oh, no, I just say I, I, uh, I call the Pretty Girls Make Graves and Broken Social Scene and the French thing. So. I know. I'm, I'm like a medium. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy because like your taste is not very good. So it's. Exactly. Isn't that, isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted let's to bring talk. up the guitars again. Yeah. Let's talk guitars. So when I was listening to all my friends again, you know, in the car, <laughs> you don't hear all the details, but listening to it out with headphones on, I'm like, man, the guitars are really noisy on this song, mm -hmm. like really dissonant. 
she does that harmonized layer thing where it's dissonant, out of tune, whatever you want to call it. And I really like that section. one of my favorite sections of the ep just instrumentally you know and the hook is awesome on that song but even just instrumentally i really like all of that yeah the entire album i think the riffs that she plays are just like consistently very interesting and very different in my opinion than what you normally hear from a lot of guitar bands just it's, cool they're just yeah, cool and, and like a lot of it i think it is just one guitar even if it's maybe double tracked but like right mm -hmm. it's creating this huge sound from just like one guitar and like she's switching between doing like chords and like putting in notes and it's very melodic, but not mm -hmm. just like strumming or anything. Like mm -hmm. I think she uses some weird tunings too. Cause I also remember that from mm -hmm. like seeing them that like she just had them written like on Sharpie in Sharpie on the oh. back of like her, the guitar. <laughs> I could believe that. So to Zach's point earlier too, it's, it's like not super overdriven, but she is making a lot of noise with that guitar mm -hmm. yeah it really still cool. fills a lot of space though which is cool she, she does like string skipping and like arpeggiating things that just i like it was it was interesting it made me i mean i guess i'm bringing him up again but uh joe reinhardt from hop along who i always talk about mm -hmm. it made me feel similar to how he plays where it's just i would never come up with that you know what i mean it's never yeah. what would come to mind. i agree and that, yeah. that's interesting i agree it's stuff i feel like if i played myself I would be like, that sounds bad, but hearing it kind of in context of this, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to harp on it. Like, it legitimately, I feel like I would, I just not wired to write like that, or accept it as possibly being. I cool. guess, yeah, I guess so. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I could see how that happens sometimes, but yeah, she, she sounds very competent on the guitar mm -hmm. on this EP, like very good. Yeah, I thought it was two people. So she's good at writing guitar parts. It's pretty cool. And I don't know. I thought you said it sounded honky earlier, Patrick. Did you say that? No. I don't know how to describe the tone, uh, but it, it sounds just, like a. Uh, it sounds fat <laughs> to me. Yeah, it sounds like a tube amp that's going at full bore, basically. Yeah. So it's very enjoyable listen altogether. Yeah, I think the 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 album to me has like a little bit of a lo-fi, like distortiony vibe to it in a very good way, a way that I like a lot. Um, yeah, the drums sound kind of like natural; they don't sound like overproduced or anything. Um, yeah, I really like that drum sound a lot. It kind of sounds like they use a lot of overheads. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of a big cymbal sounds in it. And like that, I think it's that Speak to Me Bones that uh, he's like riding that crash ride and it's like very pingy. And that just, it comes across, across so clear. It's great. I love it. Mm -hmm. One song that to me, uh, I felt like the production kind of sounded just really good all together, all around was the Street Wheels, the last song. It's just a really nice sounding song. 
I was thinking about like if I was in the studio and we put that to tape or recorded that or whatever, and then you get to hear that playback, I would have been so excited for that it was sounding that way, you know? It's mm-hmm. like you can picture them having one of those moments to that. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, like, okay, yeah, the, the album's going to sound really good once you yeah. hear something like that, nice you know? Spot. So now we're gonna ask everybody if Land of Talk was playing in their city at night and it wasn't a pandemic, would they go to the show and how would they how would they be at the show? Would they be into it? Would they be off to the side? Mm-hmm. General thoughts and notes of that matter, of that sort. Yeah. So I would definitely go. Um and I would maybe buy merch. Depends. We have one of their albums on vinyl already, but I think that's it. So I would definitely get some vinyl, maybe a shirt. I'll let Zach go. Uh, absolutely. This is like a, a good grab uh, two beers and sit on the side of the stage and just watch them jamming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, side of the stage i refer to that area as the cool kids area that's right like right <laughs> right in front of the uh, especially because monitors. at great scott the r.i.p great scott there's a venue in boston called great scott where it's a small venue but off to the side there was like a area where you could stand that was like kind of behind the pa it was sort of like on the way to the bathrooms but i feel like all the boston scene Royalty would, would royalty would stand in that area. <laughs> so I refer to it as a cool kids area. Mm-hmm. Is that where we played the, our last? No, show? no, we no, never played there. That was O'Brien's. Oh, that's right, that's right. Which okay, we love. I haven't been to Great Scott then. Well, yeah, it got you, shut down. You've not been to Great some Scott. Shitty landlords, but they're trying to reopen in another spot. So, fingers oh. crossed. Yeah, yeah, hopefully there will be a comeback for going outside again so james are you going to go to the show yes and one of the reasons i'd be stoked on it too is that mallory would want to go with me i think i don't i think like <laughs> yeah she, she she would enjoy this band so yeah she uh, does like this band right i tried to get her to listen to it i don't know if she she did or not okay. um i mean it's it's up her alley so yeah. maybe a little noisier than like the stuff she's normally drawn to but like it's done in a way where it's not off-putting or in your face or, you know, it's not the point. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd be excited that, that we'll uh, be there. the whole crew could go. Uh, would I buy merch, though? Hmm. I'd want to buy a shirt or a button or something like that. I don't know if I would buy the vinyl. You should ask him for that seafoam green uh, screen print of the album cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number two of 25 printed. Um <laughs> And the reason I wouldn't buy a vinyl is because my children uh, broke the needle on my record player. Oh, no. They're just not buying any needle. vinyl. So we're just uh, just waiting a few years before we get back into the hobby. It seems like a very like targeted attack from your children. 
You went can to get go a new stylus. It's not that hard to. I know. I'm. It's on the Christmas list. I went to go put a record on a while back, and you're right. I put the ne- the needle down, and it was just laying flat on the record. I was like, <laughs> "Where did the needle go?" Was it just from them like jumping around and being crazy? I think hard. Or do you think they I don't like, even know went up there and like removed it with a pair of pliers? Somebody would have had to remove it. I think. I don't even know if Emmy was born yet, but I they just bent it so it's flat. You know, it was laying flat now. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. Yeah. When you're at the venue watching this band, are you going to applause, cheer, boo, or hiss? <laughs> I, I'm you can applause. only do one. Okay. I'm going to probably like be super dorky too and like go up to her and try to ask her about something guitar related or something and make a fool yeah, of you myself. And as long as you don't hiss. Or like I See, might that not. was my vote. I would probably hiss. <laughs> I might not be brave enough to talk to her. I'll talk to like the bassist or the drummer or something, you know, and yeah, I would be much more inclined to go to this show than the Deftones show. Like probably a little cheaper. Yeah. Cheaper and, you know, nicer crowd. More enjoyable. All right. So what album are we going to cover next? Let's just do click. Or so you guys listen to that because I don't think you have. I have not. All right. We're going to do click. The, the band is click like a click of people and the album is burden peace I, it's I a short know. album so not I much of a commitment for you guys two short albums in a week or two in a row so if you want to get in contact with us ask us questions um Send suggestions, discuss some of these albums we're talking about, or ask us why we're not talking about audiophile gear. You can contact us at club club at heartaudiocables.com. And uh, we're really grateful for you taking the time to listen. Hope you have a great week. See you later.